I'd like to talk about copyright and performance rights in this episode. There's been a lot of virtual ink poured on this topic since the days of Napster, and a large amount of it has been in the lines of music should be free, this is no different from the mixtapes of the previous generation, government is in the pockets of studios and big labels. A lot of the objections center around the extended duration of copyright in order to prevent Mickey Mouse from entering the public domain, and I admit to some agreement with those objections. However, there's the other side to copyright protection, and that's the protection it offers to individual creators' works from predatory practices of big business. My opinion on this was cemented by something I read in the mid-2000s. A graphic artist named Michiko Sterenberger had a design from her business card used without her permission by a big tobacco company. It was thanks to the copyright laws that she was able to get a lawyer on contingency, and in the courts, the discovery process revealed that in fact her art had been used, and her signature edited out of the painting. From that point on, I started looking at the anti-copyright movement with some skepticism. It turns out that big data, Google, Facebook, and the like, are lobbying really hard to have governments revamp copyright in their favor. Being big data, it's in their interest to vacuum up as much of the world's data as possible for the lowest possible cost, and then monetize access to it. This leaves an independent creator in a very vulnerable spot, and without strong copyright protections, the onus will be on increasingly the individual to protect one's material. Another convincing read on the topic of the importance of performance rights protection surfaced a few years ago, and it went viral. In it, David Lowry of the band Cracker wrote an open letter to an NPR intern who admitted in a blog post to have not purchased the vast majority of the 11,000 plus songs on her iPod. He confronts this idea with a description of the damage that's been caused by free downloading and how it eroded the middle class musician almost to extinction. It's a long read, but I believe it's a crucial read for anyone who thinks that free downloading is a victimless crime. I'll link it in the title. Now, in this musical segment of the episode is where I'm probably going to eat crow, but I'm doing it with a purpose. All my previous episodes featured music that I recorded myself from long-dead composers so that I knew they could be disseminated over the internet without any concerns about copyright. This piece is different. It's a contemporary piece of Celtic music that I heard on the NPR show Thistle and Shamrock that I really liked. It was on fiddle, which I arranged for guitar and mandolin, I know the name of the piece and the name of the composer and did a search on the performance rights databases available to me, SOCAN, BMI, ASCAP, SASAC. I found no mention of this piece, therefore I think it's okay for me to cover this tune. If it turns out I'm wrong and I get a takedown notice, I'll take it down. But this is to highlight the difficulties of an individual navigating this territory. Without a big label to search this out, we're dependent on these online databases being up to snuff so as to avoid getting into any kind of trouble. There's movement happening with proposals for a centralized searchable database, but there's also opposition to it as being yet another entity musicians need to register with. So here goes. Mm -hmm. 